ready to go to school. And who is your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of here! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please go outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys. We just want to tell this, mate. Mate, because I want to do this, Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and the Queen is dead, although some would say she's still dead, or maybe dead again, and... I, like the Queen's had a rough trot of it. They don't take kindly to reptiles in Gitmo, or so I've heard. Yeah, yeah, she's gone. Killed uh, not once, but possibly numerous times. Mm. The Cookerverse ran with a story that she was dead back in May of this year, yeah. possibly executed by order of, of the military tribunal. Probably. And you want to know why that didn't happen? You know? You know the proof that we'd be looking for there? Because we have not been subjected, on that occasion, we were not subjected to 24 7 wall to wall coverage of her death. You know, that's the sign. You you know, know, I, haven't, I haven't actually watched the ABC since the death. I just Ooh. haven't turned it on. I'm just, I want nothing to do with it. I'm it's not interested. everywhere. Jesus Christ. But it's not all doom and death in the House of Windsor. Aging hippie Charles, the Prince of Wales, now finally has a job. Fine. <laughs> and he brings to it a background on climate activism and one or two hints at depopulation, which is bound to absolutely fuck with Cooker's tiny pea-sized brains. Yeah, and we have more, much, much more on today's show, including some fashion tips on psoriatic player or for psoriatic player in the Trump universe, Steve Bannon, who is in shit up to his bottom lip. Yes, he certainly is. I fucking relish at the thought. And we have all your favourites, including Dijon titles, because Pete is boring. A huge week for him when he discovered the party that he represents in the Senate now no longer exists. Yes, his bafflement when this was pointed out to him was hugely funny. He had no fucking idea. And that magnificent moment is one of the many reasons we do this show. I saw that unfolding and I just thought, oh, episode written. It is just grist for the mill and just for (laughs) our program. And and a reminder that this program, it it ain't cheap in terms of man hours and folding stuff, going missing. So we have... Set up a Patreon uh, um, vaguely where you can weigh in with a few dollars to keep this show on the road. Yeah, you to- we have set it up. We have set it up. We set it up for some time. And if you don't know that, you're not listening. So mm. go to Patreon and see for yourself. That is www.patreon.com backslash the conditional release program. And uh, please throw some for money us- in the hut. Yes, please. For as little as five sobs a month, you can find all manner of extra content, overflows, me screaming at Joel to put some clothes on and stop drinking terrible beer. Fuck, did you write that earlier? Because that's exact. I'm wearing a singlet and I'm drinking. <laughs> He's wearing a wife beater as we speak. Amazing. And drinking terrible beer. They're like QAnon guys are always like, oh, I predicted the future, bro. There's something about 17 in this. I'm like, no, like you, you, yeah, you know me too well. But that's enough of the hard sell because we have a show to get stuck into. We just got to make more predictions. And we're going to turn this thing into fine powder and suck it up both nostrils because we can't afford real coke because you're not paying us enough. And that's <laughs> going to give us the energy, the Colombian jumping beans to report on a frenzy of cookers, crooks and cults. It doesn't come easy. Yeah, and that means, of course, it's time for the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. The real stuff goes down better. 
The Queen is dead. Long live the King, King Charles III, who may or may not be a Spaniel and also possibly a lizard. Yeah. And in the disinformation universe, cookers and cultists under the QAnon umbrella have been celebrating the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, they have. Woo-hoo. Depending on how cooked they are, they promote the notion that the Queen was a lizard extraterrestrial, overseeing child sex trafficking networks along with the Pope, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Yeah. While others describe the announcement of the Queen's death as proof that she had been subjected to a trial by a military tribunal and whisked off for a necking. Yep. And shouts of approval met the announcement of the end of the 70-year, 214-day reign of Elizabeth II in QAline Telegram Telegram posts. Uh, even Australia got a mention from the global online cult. In regards to US Navy's operations in the underground of Australia, it's important to disable the Queen's, no apostrophe, army <laughs> before we disable the Queen. Have you seen the US Navy on underground missions in Australia? Anyone? No? Well, that's because they're underground. Yes, with the kids in the tunnels. Yeah, you know, 10 kilometres under, according to Lynn Everingham. Yeah, and as with the presidential election, the death of Queen Elizabeth II has been met with a cure-line call yeah. to arms. Now, as the world mourns, they believe the storm is coming again. Yeah, again. Boring. And a week ago uh, on Truth Social, the Twitter-like short message social media platform owned and operated by Trump Media and Technology Group, Donald Trump retruthed a flurry of posts, including the QAnon slogan, where we go one, we go all, interspersed with posts demanding he be reinstated as president, you know. Why not? He shared a Q post which derided US intelligence and law enforcement agencies that contained Mm -hmm. a uh, meme which read, the deep state whispered to President Trump, you cannot withstand the storm. And the president whispered back, I am the storm. And can I have my Adderall? Oh, sorry, I think my nap is full. (laughs) Uh, Can we go golfing now? (laughs) I just wet myself again. Yeah, back in the heat of the presidential campaign in August 2020, Trump claimed to know little about QAnon, and he's probably right. He's certainly not. He didn't orchestrate it, but uh, he claimed he didn't know a whole lot about it. Other, and this is a quote, other than I understand they like me very much, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who likes him is is fantastic. I've heard these are people who love our country. And he went on to say, you know, that they were very hard on pedophiles. Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that was very, very telling of uh, of his character and the way in which the (laughs) QAnon sort of. Ah man, if you know exactly how to play this moron, we like you. Oh, I like you back. And as with any cult, its adherents become radicalized online. It's the easiest way to do it. Prime one day delivery, but it can happen within days. It is so quick, and the fixation on rumors and online gossip with this, you know, sort of child trafficking, it just draws people in. It's you know, what could be more justified than saving children from exploitation, especially sexual variety? I mean, come on, it's this dark to light blah blah bullshit because everyone wants to be the good guy. Everyone's a hero of their own story. In May 2020, a 13-year-old Detroit girl packed a box of cereal in her backpack and left her parents' home, which was just an act of teenage defiance amplified entirely by pandemic lockdown. Her parents spent an anxious 48 hours desperately searching for her before she returned home unharmed. This is a very common story for missing children. It is indeed. But the cookers just need something more juicy. 
So what really should have been a happy ending turned into a nightmare for the teenager and her parents. Nothing to do with them. It's Q-aligned forces on Reddit, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all these dumb fucking things that shouldn't exist, running hot with misinformation that the girl had been abducted. Made up nonsense for a political purpose. And as the She's online chat back turned at into a raw, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like, this is done. This is fucking over. So this just, like, it, it, it turned into this giant palaver, led to the shutdown of the US Department of Homeland Security for a fortnight, forced a retail homeware company that had been accused of being complicit in the fabricated tale of the girl's abduction to hire armed guards at its corporate headquarters, this is the Wayfair thing, and overwhelmed the National Sex Trafficking Hotline with bullshit calls from QAnon Karens trying to report something that never fucking happened. Never happened. And and, and that particular online homeware company, they had a, a sort of weird pricing structure where, where if there was significant demand for a particular product, in this case, a large uh, filing cabinet, uh, yeah. the price would continue to go up, and 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 people cookers started noticing that a price of a of a large um, uh, storage uh, <coughs> um, uh, cabinet, storage, basically. Yeah, cabinet basically had reached nine hundred ninety nine dollars. So they assumed that that children were being trafficked in them, including this thirteen year old Detroit girl. And that's why this homeware company was attacked. You are in the business of trafficking children because you've got a very expensive... Look at the Wayfair scandal and and you'll see the whole thing unfold. It's completely ridiculous. the worst thing about it, Joe, was real victims of sex trafficking in that period, in this period when all the support networks were, were overwhelmed, just they had nowhere to go. Yeah. No, exactly. And this is the thing. Like, you know, the 13-year-old girl is sitting there in their bedroom while they're trying to save her. You can't save her. She's been saved, for Christ's sake. She, she, but, of course, in this situation, not only are they trying to save her, but, yeah, exactly. Mm. She's, like, fucking, like, no. She couldn't leave now. the home because everywhere she looked in every social media forum you can imagine, her face was appearing as an abducted, uh, as an abducted child. She couldn't leave the home yeah. for weeks. You know, it... it, it, it Created a level of anxiety that is really unsafe just for that girl. Um, so yeah, it just it's terrible. There was one of these, one yeah, of these Wayfair situations. One of the girls involved actually did a video saying, "What the fuck, are you queuing on bitches? I'm fucking fine. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Shut the fuck up." And it's worth looking up. Um, we're not going to paste it in here. I can't believe I edited this week. Yeah, anyway, look, that's it just is really funny. Evil. It is. Yeah, it's just it's just how fucking evil this cult is, you know. And because it's the, you know, evil. that's the bottom line to it. The real victims of sex trafficking, more often than not, young women coerced into prostitution were denied support Awful. services and were left vulnerable. That's what sex because trafficking really is. Exactly, uh, <laughs> and because these guys have a hobby. Yeah. You know, it's a hobby cult, and it's dumb. It's so fucking, it's sociopathic to the point of stupidity and you wonder, is it dumb or is it evil? And I'm saying, I'm going to go with evil. Fuck them. You know, no, I'm going with the evil. the worst people. The worst people. But, but yeah. let's get back to the reasoning demise queen. We can't just brush over her death. So apparently she died 1776 days after the first Q post. You know, 1776, blah, blah, blah. 1776, yeah. America's and almost certainly the first Q post was smashed out by Joe Berg, Czech journalist and conspiracy wacko for Ferber. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? But that's, nah, that's what Jack I'm reckons. Pretty sure, that's fair. Yeah. I've seen the evidence. The number doesn't I'm, stop I'm there, though. I'm pretty sure it was Ferber. Ah, it probably was. But the mathematics don't stop there. They only start. Nine mm-hmm. and eight. The date of the Queen's death is 17. 
what number of the alphabet is Q? Number 17. Of course it fucking is. Not only that, but apparently Philip died on the 8th and Lizzie on the 9th. What's that? 17 again. I haven't Mm -hmm. fact-checked that. It could be wrong. I just don't know. I'm going along with the post. And according no, to this true. post. It is true. Yeah. And, it is and, true? Okay, and, you and it also too. true is that eight and nine do equal 16, do equal 17. Sorry. Oh, not 16. I like, I like that. I sh- I, I'm not editing this episode, so that's good. That's good. And according to this post, which once again, I can't be fuck checking the stats on this, it was 517 days between their deaths, which is another 17, motherfuckers. What do you reckon? Well. Five, yeah, Look, but it's got five hundred in the front. But anyway, yeah, let's not. Yeah, get but five something to do with Trump. Detail, you know, Bedford style. I don't know. So, listeners, there is, there's just no such thing as coincidences. All of this nope. is planned. Q is also for Queen, obviously. And look, all the ducks, or I should I say, swans, are all lined up. This is yes. all making so much sense. And as the tweet said at the end, which I really liked, this is the quote. Now let's see some high brain Q denier try to calculate slash discount these odds. Yeah. I'm cool with it. That's impossible. Yeah. I think this is dumb and I'm happy to say that quite loudly publicly. That is some of the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. And while I'm not going to waste your time with it because it's not as funny, telegram groups are alight with bullshit gematria, you know, gematria mathematics, you know, the whole like, you know, sacred fucking whatevers that equal bullshit numbers like 17 and 666. They put them into these little calculators online. It's really dumb. All of this, ironically, is from people who failed maths in high school, just completely (laughs) fucking dunced out of school. If only they applied themselves back then like they do now. I mean, they'd be ducks of the school. But it's not all sad, though. There is hope through the clouds. And this is from Tejar Two-Phase on Twitter, who is a good friend of the podcast. This is an absolute corker. And I, I, I don't know if this is parody or not, but it says, remembering both on this fateful day, eight slash nine, hashtag Queen Elizabeth, hashtag Peter Brock. And it's got Elizabeth on one side and Peter Brock on the other. And Liz is like walking up to an old race car and it says, <laughs> need a lift? And then it says... Take me to my husband, please. Aww. It's just great. And the thing is, apparently Brock died on 8-9-2006. I don't know if this is true, but let's face it. If it is, there's no such thing as a coincidence, and all of this is something to do with Q as well. Another hot take in the wake of the Queen's passing is from Megan Rose, who is an American Q-line grifter. A couple of books out, apparently. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to fucking read them. She's a fucking lunatic. Great nose. She was yep. abducted by aliens not once but twice, and not the good aliens either, not the ones that, like, you know, give you a Monopoly game and call it a day. These are the <laughs> fucking lizards who, while they rule the Earth, they prevent us from joining the Galactic Federation that are run Damn by those hot, muscular, Nordic-looking dudes, you know, the, the Thor types, who have yep. already saved her from scaly captors, but she never quite got their number, which is a real mm, shame because they yeah. were pretty hot. Not content with sharing her masturbatory fantasies, and I never kink shame, but, I mean, come on, Rose described the Queen as a member of said lizard aliens who routinely dines on babies. The Queen, a reptilian that dines on babies, news to me. What a shame. And, I mean, this is the thing. I'm just going to say that babies don't have a lot of meat in their bones, but from all I've heard, they're quite delicious. They taste like veal. Milk fed, they're, they're tender, milk fed. not much movement. <laughs> nah, milk fed, and uh, and they don't they don't move around. So I can see I can see the appeal. Yeah. Mm, num, I, num, I just num, like 
I like more meat on my bones, but uh, but you know that's that's cool, man. Like, milk you know, tender, each to their milk own. Tender, milk fed, milk fed veal, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like they chicken. cry a lot. Yeah, well, it probably does. It probably does, according to fucking Hannibal Lecter. So it is an elite satanic Baphomet cult because they rape, they torture, and they engage in ritualistic sacrifice, and they cannibalize children. And the yeah. children, like, they're like people, but younger. This isn't okay. <laughs> I mean, they haven't even had the chance to vote yet. This is not fine. Like, it's ridiculous. That's They'll why. never experience the joy of Bunnings. Should Charles take the crown... He will torch all those who speak truth, and we can watch it happen. If you think the Clinton body count was bad, wait till you see the Charlie one. That motherfucker is going to mow people down with corgis and wine and cheese fueled cars. That's going to happen. That's Jack <laughs> told me that have, exists earlier. He has got the wine and wine and cheese fueled Aston Martin, I believe. Yeah, I think this is something you guys. Yeah, we, we need Waiter, to look at more this cheese. Time. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, I need more talk. More cheese. <laughs> No free people should be ruled by satanic pedophiles. This is something no. we can all agree to. Yes, it's right. It is time for the citizens of the UK to just be free of the monarchy once and for all because it's fucking pointless. That being said, I don't think anyone's ever considered the English to be free, nor are they rational thinking human beings. Look at Brexit. <laughs> I don't think we should give them any more control or sovereignty, to be honest. <laughs> but speaking of freedom, control, and sovereignty, what's happening in the land of all three, Jack? Uh, yes, Joel. For those who like their schadenfreude served chilled, what better sight than witnessing long-term ally of former US President Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, being frog-marched, Hands cuffed into a New York court where he has been indicted yes. on charges of money laundering, fraud, and conspiracy. Ooh. Fuck you and your psoriasis, you Bannon 68, his skin is so bad. I often wonder if he's Eric Trump's real dad. He's <laughs> accused of cheating donors through a fundraiser to help Mr. <laughs> uh, Trump achieve his policy goal of building a wall yeah, on the US-Mexico border. The Build-A-Wall crowdfunding campaign, it's like Build-A-Bear, with, but with a, a wall instead of a teddy, was fraudulent, yes. according to the Southern District of New York's prosecutors who claim Mr. Bannon hatched the plot to defraud the donors with three other men. Remember these names, uh. listeners. Brian Colfage, a 38-year-old Air Force veteran and triple amputee from Miramar yeah, Beach, Florida. Guy. Andrew yeah. Badalotto, 56, a venture capitalist from Sarasota, Florida. And Timothy Shea, 49, of Castle Rock, Colorado. On April 24 this year, Southern District of New York attorneys issued a press release announcing that Colfage and, Bad- and Badalotto pled guilty to, uh, in connection with their roles in defrauding hundreds of thousands of donors to an online crowdfunding campaign. Both defendants pled guilty before United States District uh, Judge Annalisa Torres. So according to the indictment filed in the case, starting in approximately December 2018, Brian Colfage, Andrew Badalato, whose name is designed to trip us up, and others orchestrated a scheme to defraud hundreds of thousands of donors, including donors in the Southern District of New York, where they're getting fucked right now, in connection with an online crowdfunding campaign ultimately known as We Build the Wall. We Build the Wall. And this raised more than $25 million to build a wall along the southern border of the United States. And you guys know the whole build the wall thing. But in particular, to induce donors to donate to the campaign, Colfage repeatedly and falsely assured the public that he would not take a penny in in salary or compensation. Sounds not a penny. And that 100% of the funds raised will be used in the execution of our mission and purpose. Mm. Just going back to we build the wall, that the actual donation, which raised, as you say, $25 million, built 800 metres worth of wall. 
Um, mm. uh, so not a lot of value for money for that money for money for, for, for your donation there. They uh, should have gone the, to IKEA and just you know got some flat so, packs. So Colfage and Bertolotto will be sentenced in December. Ooh. Uh, Timothy Shea has also been charged, but a judge declared a mistrial in June in in his case. Oh, wow. Uh, Shea's retrial commences on September 24, not far away now. Shea has attempted to have the matter heard in Colorado and in December, so put it off and can we have it somewhere else, rather than September, but his request was not granted. Important to know Colfage, Badalotto and Shea have been charged um, uh, with federal offences, uh, oh, okay. Uh, and and uh, Bannon has been charged with New York State offences because, of course, he was pardoned, and we'll get to that in a minute. That's what I was, that's uh, what I was thinking. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Bannon surrendered to authorities in New York State uh, last Thursday as a grand jury unsealed six criminal charges against him. And handcuffed as he walked past reporters into the court, the right-wing podcaster and general piece of shit vowed to fight back, paraphrasing Churchill, which is disgusting, saying... I have not yet begun to fight. The Seratic Bannon, and believe me, his psoriasis is disgusting, and mm, no offence, people with skin conditions, leading. but the dude just appears to not be trying, said that and then went on to say, this is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They'll never shut me up. They'll have to kill me first, which sounds a lot like a challenge. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say, <laughs> what happened to Epstein? Motherfucker, when he, see you when later, he turn, dickhead. When he turned up outside the courtroom, he was roundly abused by New Yorkers. It was very <laughs> funny. While he was making these you know, sort of bold Churchillian statements, they were, they were, you, know, you greasy grifter, why don't you get in a jar and leave our country alone, you know? Yeah, it was just fuck you, Bill Drowall, yeah, asshole. Just, just, just <laughs> typical New York stuff, good on him. Yeah, according Brilliant. to the indictment against him, Mr. Bannon told Dunnas he was Kind of a volunteer, kind of to the to <laughs> the We of. Build the Wall nonprofit, which raised more than twenty five million, as we say, from thousands. I'm like a volunteer, online. but Despite like I get paid. Despite his vow that not a penny would be pocketed by him or others, Mister Bannon is said to have diverted hundreds of thousands of dollars to two associates. Those two associates uh-huh. being Battelotto and Colfage. Mister mm-hmm. Bannon received a presidential pardon on Mister Trump, Trump's final day in office last year, and was subsequently dropped from the case, but. That Badalotto, Colfage, and Shea were, were or will be tried over federal offences. Bannon has been charged under New York, New York State law, and thus his pardon has no bearing. Imagine that. Like, you get like a, a pardon from your mate, and instead of being like, oh, dude, I've got another couple of mates, if you could just quickly do one for them, you're just like, mm. oh, I'm done. No problem. So, <laughs> yeah. here's a quote. Stephen Bannon acted as the architect of a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud thousands of donors across the country, including hundreds of Manhattan residents, just making it nice and local. And this was from District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who led the probe on the Thursday. Um, And then New York Attorney General Letitia Jones, whose office also worked on the case, added that Mr. Bannon had, quote, taken advantage of his donors' political views to secure millions of dollars, which he then misappropriated, which Mm. is one of the most literal statements I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, that's exactly what it did. I mean, like, you know, we like to beat around the bush, but that's that just sums it up so perfectly. Well done. I can see how she went places. Ms. James said that powerful political interests who think they are above the law must be held to account. Mr. Bragg and Ms. James, both Democrats, have also been investigating Mr. Trump and his Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump and his business. And I look forward to seeing the result of that because she sounds smart and I like her. I like her a lot. 
Separately in July, Mr Bannon was found guilty of contempt of US Congress after he defied a legal summons from the committee investigating last year's Capitol riots. He's due to be sentenced in that case next month and faces up to two years in jail. Probably unlikely that he, that he receives a custodial sentence, maybe. No. But as he turned himself in on Thursday morning, Mr. S- Mr. Bannon slammed the indictment, this is the current one, the fraud, etc., as... Nothing more than a partisan political weaponization of the criminal justice system. So you can see where I fucking Trump gets word. his ideas from. They love yeah. weaponization. They, they're totally. frequently talking about that with Trump uh, and, the, and the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago, that it was a mm-hmm. political weaponization of the criminal justice system. Yep. Yeah, he went on to allege that the new charges against him were all about 60 days, which is an apparent reference to November's midterm elections. Oh, mm. yeah. As if, you know, Banner's actually support endorsed a number of can- Republican candidates. Virtually none of them have got up in primaries. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, he has no political clout. People say he does, but I, I just find that very hard to believe. Anyway, he's facing up to 15 years in prison. This is on the uh, the fraud, <laughs> conspiracy, money laundering stuff. He found guilty do. over, you know, the build the wall alleged fraud. And besides his terrible skin condition, things have not been going well for, for Bannon elsewhere. His billionaire benefactor, benefactor Gu Wenji, has uh, declared bankruptcy. What? Um, <coughs> yeah. Miles Guo. Uh, massive problems, massive problems back home. No. A uh, bit of a whistleblower against uh, that's uh, Xi Jinping. That's huge. I'm and, guessing uh, that's so, the... So Gao has, has, has declared bankruptcy. Bannon's podcast now, up. which routinely hits the top 50 in the US in audience numbers, uh, now features... Advertises, you know, with a variety of scams and supplements, including my pillow. Big advertisers on uh, on the on the Bannon show. Satellite cell phones and doomsday prepper supplies. You know, that's 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 who his market is now. Yeah, that's about it. And if jail, this is something we're going to we will watch this and we'll keep uh, our listeners updated. But if jail for a short period, Bannon might yet emerge as a mega hero, but a longer sentence would absolutely crush him and be the end of him. Yeah. For rather obvious reasons, you know, Bannon's podcast, The War Room, would end uh, for the period he would be incarcerated for, you know. I and mean, this you know, is also compounded by the fact that his benefactor, I didn't know this until we started recording, that Miles Guo or Guo Wenji, as you said, that's the guy behind Epoch Times. He's a massive pusher of disinformation and yeah. apparently a billionaire who's happened to, I think he's got on the wrong side of a fucking crypto uh, project and a few other things. He's got a lot of fines coming his way. This is a very interesting story. It'd be worth looking this up because he's a massive pusher of disinformation with his billions to try and basically dismantle yeah. the CCP and in the process has completely derailed America and pulled a lot of people. The, the downfall of this man has made my night. I'm about to have a sip of a very strong stout and I'm. this is cheers to you, Miles. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Go and, to and, the poorhouse. I want to see you in a hostel. Yeah. This is U.S. bankruptcy, so it basically uh, offers him protection against his creditors. So it's it's U.S. bankruptcy yeah, well, rather than Australian bankruptcy, which is a completely different matter. Um, I hope he goes broke to the absolute you poorhouse. You do not want to have enemies. You do not want to have an enemy like Xi Jinping or the CCP. Uh, they, good. You don't good. want them. You don't want them on your case. Um, Just fucking. Uh, that's all I'll say. Anyway, that was my I'm, I'm not even sure that that that, that, that they've uh, basically gone after him. But uh, if you are friendless in the CCP, look out. 
Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, it sounds like ah, it's look. So when we get back to uh, old old Psoriasis man, and we have to ask the question: <laughs> Is this the end for him? You know, the man who ret- routinely cites electoral fraud, fraud. fraud. Uh, he's re- in 2020 in the 2020 pres- election, presidential election without proof. The end for a man who called for the execution of Anthony Fauci and told yeah. women the solution to online harassment was to log off. God, he sucks. He is facing the fight of his life, and we at the Conditional Relief Program merely comment that orange is the new black for MAGA clowns, and besides, it will match the bleedy bits on his face. They do bleed. They do bleed. Money. I'll do anything for you. Money. Just tell me what you want me to do. And today's episode of the Conditional Relief Program is proudly brought to you by constitutional monarchies. Listeners, if you come <laughs> for the days of chivalry, Windsor knots, and a bit of slavery thrown in, then why not get behind constitutional monarchies where you don't have to worry about all that fighting and fussing and voting anymore? The decision has already been made for you on the purely merit-based system of which entitled chinless wonder first leaps out of the guts of a human cow with a bit of royal blood roaming through her veins, but not too much or she'd pass on all that haemophilia. <laughs> Listeners, if we've learned anything since World War One, and I don't think we have, it is that no. royal families are terrific at keeping the peace unless they get a bit antsy about their cousins next door helping themselves to a bit of real estate. And then it's on for young and old, a good old-fashioned Donnybrook. Not that your kings or queens will be fighting, but they're subjects no. and expect to die in their millions for a scrap of land they don't own and never will. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice <laughs> I'm prepared to make. If you've got a country that, that needs colonising, you really can't go past the House of Windsor. Hot and tots, fuzzy wuzzies, Western Oriental gentlemen all fall into line when the Queen rolled through the land, helping herself to a bit of tomfoolery and looking disapprovingly at their eating habits. So make your political system a monarchy and get heaving multifaceted polities back to where they belong, the 14th century. Remember, listeners, monarchies. What the hell's what the hell else are we going to do with all those inbreds? Imagine the money we'll save on elections. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all within. With the sound of bouncer to His Royal Highness Charles III by appointment. Phanos Panayides ringing in our ears. It means it's time for which black bill fucklet said that. The quiz show King Charles III likes to listen to while his seven valets iron his shoelaces. <laughs> and if you're successful in today's which black pill fuck which said that job, you'll have your chin surgically removed and be installed as the next Duke of Kent where you will hunt grouse, get syphilis and watch docos about Nazis while muttering out loud, Holocaust aside, they did look damn good in their uniforms. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that's what you've got to play for. The Duchy of Kent. Wow. Oh, um, look, it sounds good. I'm yeah, quite tired I'm, of paying rent. Be very, very nice. So here's yeah. the first quote, Joel. I realise the president is a kind-hearted man and a good man. I'd actually like to go back to the old times of Tudor England. I'd put the heads on pikes, right? I'd put them at the two corners of the White House as a warning to federal bureaucrats. You either get with the program or you're gone. Time to stop playing games. Blow it all up. Put Rick Grinnell today as the interim head of the FBI. That'll lighten them up, right? What? 
Who said the that? Fuck? We'll explain what? who Rick is in a moment. Uh, who said that? Was that looking sexy in his little black dress, although the tufts of chess hair appearing over the bust are a bit of a giveaway? J.A. Gehoover? Or was that, mm. speaking in the third person, former Trump appointee as ambassador to Germany who tweeted, thank you for your service, Bill Kelly, on Veterans Day 2020? That's Rick Grinnell who gets a mention in the quote. Yeah, was it him talking about I himself in the third person, which is, as we know, is. illegal for everyone except for Australian test cricketers. Except for his test cricketers, yeah. I I've no just got means. to explain what that is. A, 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 a journalist and, and shit stirrer, actually said on, on Veterans Day in 2020, it, uh, uh, hit, hit Grenell up with a tweet saying, uh, can, you thank, can you thank my grandfather, Lieutenant William Kelly, uh, oh, for his service? Right. <laughs> for his service. Yeah. And Rick Grenell said, thank you for your service, Bill Kelly. And that, of course, that was Lieutenant William Kelly, not, not, not this grandfather at all, but Lieutenant William Kelly, the man held responsible for the My Lai Massacre. <laughs> Jesus this is very Christ. funny. So he did, uh, Rick, not too bright, retweet. Thank you for your service, Mr. Kelly. Okay. Maybe Google it first. Uh, so it was, was it Rick Grinnell talking in the third person? Was it J. Edgar Hoover in the little black dress or was it, do they record podcasts in prison? Asking for a friend, Steve Bannon? Or I also it, want to know that because I take a lot of risks. Or was it Scourge of Wallachia, Vladislav III, Vlad Dracul, better known as Vlad the Impaler? I'm going with Rick Grinnell because I love third-person speech. It was, in fact, Steve Bannon. I'm afraid oh, not, Joe. Terrible, terrible powers of deduction there. Yeah, we, we had to have a Steve Bannon quote in there. So uh, as we've discovered there, he wanted to kill... <laughs> He wanted to kill Fauci, and he also wanted to put some heads on pikes outside the White House. Whose head? Just random heads. Just, just yeah. Not it. a great. Not? not a. Just. Not a great. But uh, we're not talking about Tudor England. We're probably going back to the Plantagenets and earlier uh, when we're talking about heads on pikes. But there you go. It's it hard wasn't to feel Rick sympathy Grinnell for a man who just wanted to put who, random heads on pikes. I like it. You know, like I tell you what, blow it all up. Put Rick Grinnell in there. I tell you yeah. what, that'll fix it. Yeah. Well, Vlad, Vlad wasn't much for heads on pikes. If you, if you, if you upset Vlad the Impaler, you got uh, one up the Jaxi, and uh, and your body weight would just pull you down and slowly kill you. Um, Good Lord. And, uh, and there was, <laughs> see, he was hosting an, an emissary from another part of the world, and probably from uh, from the Muslim world, the Ottoman Empire. I just can't remember the story. And he had people basically impaled, you know, just next to the dinner table. He thought, a wonderful entertainment. This guy's going to love this. And the emissary sort of gagged as he was eating, going, you know, this is all a bit much. So Vlad had him put up. Up you go. How dare you disturb my evening. Christ. He was a piece of work. He was a piece of work. No, All right, so it's not very nice. No, no luck there, Joel. But you still might have the opportunity of watching docos about Nazis and muttering out loud. Oh, they did look damn good in their uniform. I'm not giving up on the corgis yet. Okay, so this is a quote: "Who is the Queen of England? How long in power? With power comes corruption. What happened to Diana?" Was that deep state whistleblower, military insider with his own reserve parking space at Langley, Virginia, Q? Or was it self-proclaimed digital Rosa Parks? 
He actually called himself this self-proclaimed digital Rosa Parks, failed political candidate, considered too weird even for Arizona, Ron Watkins. Or was it pig farmer, child pornographer and designated undesirable alien in the Philippines, his dad, Jim Watkins? Aww. Or was it Joburg tech journalist and drooling conspiracist, Paul Ferber? I reckon you'll get this uh, right, Tom. I'm having a big bet that you'll get this right. I don't like that. Um, I'm just going to go with Q because it sounds like Q. Yes, absolutely right. Well done. Yeah. It was, in fact, a Dumb Q questions. post. It was, in fact, a very early Q post in November 2017. So I'm going to say it was also Paul Ferber. It may well have been Jim Watkins. Mm. And, uh, and of course, all the above styles. It was, yeah, yeah, no matter where you where you went that time, you were going to get it right. I was going to yeah, get it to you anyway. Yeah, so well yeah, done, right. well done. You're absolutely right. You were the best kind of right. You were technically correct. Um, <laughs> you, it is my favourite. Uh, because it was, in fact, Q who posted uh, uh, anti-QE2 uh, a message uh, and said, what happened to Diana? That actually tells you that this is a person who has no understanding of the monarchy in the UK or anything. <laughs> and the only thing they could find out was reaching for, you know, the sort of dodgy conspiracies around Princess Diana's death. Yep. All right, question three. You're well on the way to becoming the... The Duke of Kent, which will be, which will come as a, by the way, it will come as a real shock to the actual Duke of Kent. We'll have to get the, uh, you know, clumsy student removals in there uh, to remove all his gear. Wait a minute, that's I, a that's a, that's a priceless vase. Sure, I think there's an uh, entire room in Gitmo based on this scenario, so I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clumsy student removalist. I think that's what we need for the Duchy of Kent. Anyway, here's the third here's the third quote. After a military tribunal, all health workers would, and that's just the preamble to the quote, and here's the quote, receive not one, but two bullets on your forehead for each child that you have harmed as a result of injecting this experimental vaccine. I reckon I know this one. Was that consultant paediatrician sub-specialised in the field of community child health, developmental paediatrician, Dr. Alaric Coe in Sydney? Oh, after a bad meth bender. <laughs> Was it take two lead tablets in the brainstem and call me on my car phone in the morning, Dr. Jeffrey Edelston? Now, uh. now left us. Or was it fabricate a liar, creator of false evidence, but, a, you know, a bit, bit of a stud, according to Elle McPherson, uh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Wakefield? Can't believe any of that, but it's true. <laughs> or was it the one true queen of Canada who's actually a Filipino, Romana de Dulo? Oh, come on. My Royal Highness, your Royal Highness, our Royal Highness. Yeah, She's the everyone. Royal Highness. Mm. So Did you say, Joel? Of course. Of course it's Queen Romana. It was indeed. Well done, Joel. <laughs> you are now I'll have to refer to you as, um, I think, sir. Uh, I, I, I'll have to check the protocols, but I, I think it's more complicated than that. The catch is that I'm we'll actually in the sir. royal family of Romana, yeah. so I'm really going to live in a fucking RV and I'm going to have to clean it every day. And uh, I look forward to uh, to visiting and seeing your, um, uh, your as yet unborn, um, uh, uh, <laughs> your, your unborn, uh, your, your unborn um, uh, inbred children. Oh, do I have uh, to have kids now? Oh, this fucking sucks. I would have oh, thrown this. It's kind of bad news for Liz. She just basically has to become a, a baby factory. I don't want children. I've made this abundantly clear. No, sorry, sorry, Dad. No grandkids. Sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's got nothing to do with me. That's all there is to it. Oh. Um, yes, so there you go. Two out of three. Yeah, that gets you. That gets you the Duchy of Kent these days. Can I just get minders to take care of the child when it's like you can battling? have you can actually employ like Charles Charles the Third and even as Prince of Wales has valets that squeeze his toothpaste onto his toothbrush for him. Jesus like you think Christ. at some point in your life you'd go, I think I'll give this a go myself. I, I think yeah. I can handle this. You know, yeah. uh, you take the day off. I'll I'm squeeze my own toothpaste. Imagine COVID. Like your toothpaste guy's got COVID and you just don't brush your teeth anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, did, that's my life now. I think he got COVID twice, Charles. What would he have done? Uh, and, of course, he has his shoelaces, as I mentioned before. Not a joke. It sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. He has his shoelaces ironed. That is fucking pathetic. That is just a just little bit excessive. Just the monarchy. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> He's just a little bit excessive. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. And we come to Sausage V, the man, with thanks to listener Dennis for this link, on uh, for, for linking this story. On you, Dennis. Ah, thanks, mate. Joel, I ask you, what is a Sausage? I mean... Is it a state of deep delusion where you think the laws don't apply to you because of the illegitimacy of the Australia Act, the fact that the Australian seal doesn't have a seal, in fact, no aquatic mammals on it at all, only just None. two marsupials, or the authors of our constitution were Freemason demolays who were legally <laughs> put in of their arms to fuck all the babies they could eat on the- <laughs> Is it all of those things? Is it some of those things? Is it a bit here and a bit there and maybe nothing on a bad day? It's all of them. It's all of them. Of course it is. I'll Let's tell you Rob what it Zuti. isn't, Joe. I'll tell you what it isn't. It's not the sort of fucking death cult you can jump in and out of. If you're no. not being a free man on the, line, on the land 100%, fighting every pointless legal battle all the way to the high court so that when you lose, you've exhausted what poultry resources you have and you're on a strict diet of government cheese living in a van down yeah. by the river. If you're not prepared to do that, then the sovereign citizen movement does not want you. No. You're a fucking blow in and you can fucking well blow the fuck off. And I say this more in anger than sadness, Joel, because some clans <laughs> think, oh, I'm in the ship with the cops and the courts. I'll be done with the disappearance of the Beaumont children. I know. I'll tell the beak. I'm a soft sit. But when he reacts with blinding judicial fury and threats of jail sentence of contempt, I'll promptly ship myself recant 17th century Portuguese maritime law and throw myself at the mercy of the courts. And I refer to this particularly. So a man who claimed sovereign citizenship and did not recognise the magistrate's court jurisdiction has had a change of heart after two weeks behind bars. Boo. Aw, no foxtail. Oh, what's happening in the finals footy? <laughs> 43 of Maruchador pleaded guilty to three charges of possessing dangerous drugs. Dangerous? I don't know. Fun? Maybe. One charge of possessing anything used in the commission of a crime. What? One charge of possessing utensils or pipes and one charge of failing to appear when in the Noosa Magistrate's Court on September 6, 2022. That's Mm -hmm. a strange list of charges. Magistrate Hagen Stvernquist told Dent, quote, stay away from everyone carrying the Magna Carta. Good advice, <laughs> Madge. Good Following advice. the defendant's last court appearance on August 23, 2022, which I imagine didn't go well because he said, 
We all remember what transpired last time we were talking. <laughs> it was a complete refusal to engage in the process. There's some sort of contempt, as were the fail-to-appear charges, so you were sentenced to two months' imprisonment. And the sergeant said police arrested the defendant and also found a small amount of cab- cannabis, a grinder, and a tin, mm. which, of course, I personally don't have an issue with, but that's fine. No. Dent, who represented himself in court this week, said he had good community projects going on with regards to housing the homeless. Vans and rivers, I'd say. Mm. I would say so. Uh, I would absolutely say so. Or just denying their homelessness. I am not homeless. <laughs> I don't accept your homelessness. I'd really like to go back out there. I'd really like to get back out there and get involved with those and bring them to light, mm. which is a total fucking Q reference and do not mistake. Mr. Stvernquist convicted and not further punished Dent on the fail to appear, but fined him $700 and said the defendant would remain behind bars until his parole on September 20, 2022. Ooh, so this gutless bastard dead, if that is his real name, there's not even a semicolon after it. Boring. And that was a sign. You know, that, that should have told us. He's a disgrace to the free man movement. Here is a man, or possibly woman, who copped two weeks in the slammer and didn't like the food or something, dropped his sovereign citizenry like a hot fucking spud and pled guilty to a Freemason and possibly a fucking lizard who on Wayne Glue's reading of the Constitution is an illegal alien and should be sentenced to death at a Glue family barbecue. And, of course, eaten. I tell you, this bloke may not be doing any more time, but Wayne Glue will be paying him a visit shortly to rip off his sovsit epaulets and break his Freeman sword over the Gloucester's knee. He's going to put, like, license plates on his car just to fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or or, or, or he would. Or he would. But the old snapping turtle is a bit impecunious at present. He's living yeah. in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> he is. But as soon as he gets on his feet and his next high court challenge is successful. Which it will shot, be. A long shot. No. <laughs> and it is a long shot, I grant you. But if his latest legal manoeuvre pays off, the Glooster will be heading to Noosa with a gleam in his eye. And a sets up for life. And you blow-ins can fuck the fuck off. It has been a huge week for huge. Zippy Babbitt, who has Zippy. finally been told to show us his Dijon titles. I yeah. mean, he had to do that with the Senator's Interests uh, Register, which means he had no property, almost certainly lived with his parents, <laughs> no money, and a loan on a Mercedes-Benz, uh, which means all this, I'm making heaps of money and I'm taking <laughs> sacrifice here. It's horseshit. It's entirely possible he's not very good with money. No, no, he's not. I've heard a lot of things. I'm not going to say here because defamation, but what I will say is it sounds like mm-hmm. he's very bad with money. No Dij, no titles. But no. what I can say is not only does he have no Dij and titles personally, but as a party, no Dij, no titles. No titles, no. And, I mean, this is the thing because the UAP has been voluntarily deregistered as a party. So, therefore, any Dijon titles he thought he had, Uncle Clive <laughs> yanked from under his pants and said, sorry, Babby, Yeah, no I don't longer. care about big, big Clive's just gone, yeah, I don't give a shit about that anymore. No, you, no. UAP, what am I doing that for? Can't even be bothered texting you to let you know. And while most people, <laughs> smart people, abandon the UAP ship the moment they're elected, or at least within a year, yeah. with basically every member who's been elected for Uncle Clive's infinite bankroll, just tell him to fuck off not long after being elected. 
Zippy isn't smart enough to defect from the no, party. He's not. And without the UAP, he actually has no identity. As described in the Oz this week, and thanks to the rural juror on Twitter for this, because I fucking love this, and great 30 Rock reference, of course, he is low on signal and very high on noise. <laughs> and that is just so good. It just it's sums beautiful. him up. It's so <laughs> like beautiful. it's flawless. So Nine Fairfax had their part in this by reporting on September the 9th with the headline, Where Are You Seeing That?, Uh, I really liked it. Uh, The news that the UAP had been voluntarily deregistered came to Babbitt as a little bit of a surprise. And look, the UAP is technically no more, for now at least, but kind of, but not. We we can explain this later with his incredibly arrogant release later. We can. I mean, look, there is is an opinion from various sort of um, um, experts on electoral matters and that uh, says, firstly, he can continue to call himself a member of the UAP in the Senate because the Senate doesn't really worry about electoral matters. But <clears throat> but um, uh, the experts are saying that the UAP can't just fire this up again and run even in state elections, let alone the next federal election. Yeah, It actually sort of reserves the United name for a while too. Someone might be able to grab that. <laughs> Before the next federal good. election as well. So so it's very, very interesting. But but, um, what, but so it doesn't happened? exist. The party, the party, you know, he, he was a UAP man to, to his to his to his bones and now it's gone. The thing is great is that he was a UAP member, but now he identifies as a UAP member, which has got to burn him in ways that he just can't handle. So look. When he got asked about the deregistration, he responded with, where are you seeing that? No, it has not been voluntarily deregistered, which is great because it has. It happened the day before. But, like, yeah. Uncle Clive didn't bother to tell him. He just doesn't really care. And this is sad because, like, I must say, the fact that Clive didn't bother to tell his one senator that he deregistered the party has huge Eric Trump vibes. It's just like, <laughs> I don't care about you. You mean nothing to me. Did you see? I only saw a photograph of it, um, and, and that was uh, Tony Weenie, Pauline Hanson, and um, and that oh, what's his name, <laughs> that terrible clown who was the leader of the UAP, um, and they were holding oh, Kelly, yeah, and and, and Kelly, and they were hold, <laughs> holding a discussion on on the vaccine, oh, uh, God, on the yeah, COVID vaccine, thing, and yeah. there was an empty seat. For for for, for Zippy, and 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 they've just gone. We're going to wait for him to come back. Nah, nah, we we'll just keep going. Nah, we'll, we'll keep, keep going. going. It was a beautiful <laughs> thing. There's no point that he's there. So, <laughs> look, it wasn't long before our man in the red room came up with a solid reason for why he didn't know on the spot. He actually did know all about. It. But he was distracted he by did. the death of Queen Elizabeth. That's right. Like, really got to him, you grief, know? Grief can do terrible things to a man. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, just wait till he realises the replacement is a part of the World Economic Forum and a climate change ooh, activist. Ooh, ooh. Not going to go well, but we'll talk about that in another episode. So once he realized he had to make something up, and he did, he fucking made this up, he yeah. said the move had been flagged with him a little well, while ago. Yeah, yeah I do remember But now. said yeah. that he'd been busy and just completely forgot to put out a statement. I'm just going to say that this is actually quite feasible because he has been busy. He was busy demanding an inquiry into Avi Yemeni's inability to fill out a visa form. Yes, he even quoted the clearly fake Interpol email that Yemeni posted on Rebel News in his little fucking, oh, oh we need to get to the bottom of this. Get to, 
your mate's a fucking spousal abuser and he doesn't declare it on forms. I mean, ours Low is. on signal, very high on noise. Oh, yeah. Perfect, just perfect. And here's the quote. I did know it was mentioned to me months and months ago, but because obviously I'm, I've been very busy with everything that's going on now with <laughs> the Queen passing busy. today, it just escaped busy. my mind. Yeah, yeah, man, like, I mean, my Bitcoin portfolio and like i've just like been so busy and like my dog's been like um uh, you know doing math homework hey, you've been reading reading the fine print on that car lease document yeah and it doesn't that, yeah. look good been on the moon with steve i mean like shut the fuck up he subsequently said the party had been deregistered for um, administrative reasons and claimed that the uap will be re-registered before the next election and he mm. said as a quote this has actually happened before. We do it in between the elections, save on the administration. <laughs> the party's not going anywhere. It's staying right where it is. The UAP is here forever, which sounds forever. like a football team. Mm. UAP forever. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. And it's true. The UAP was actually deregistered in 2017, but came back in 2018 because Clive is a bit like that. He has the attention span of a fucking cricket. But Clive's also been a bit shit with the paperwork. I mean, look at his fucking businesses. I have no idea how he got this rich. Well, I guess he did uh, exploiting the minerals of a Well, he makes $250 million in royalties every year. It's disgusting. In mining royalties every year, and that's that's the Chanelco mine. And Whitlam, if he had his way, we'd be getting those, and they'd be being spent on knee reconstructions. Anyway... The thing that's great is that he claims that keeping the party registered is expensive, but he just bought a $50 million jet. But this is the great thing. This is all a trigger for this moment. We've been leading up to this. What is Craig Kelly up to? Yeah. Did he get made redundant? I mean, what's his role? He's not fucking elected. They just got deregistered. What is he, like, chief house sitter? Does he (laughs) even get a redundancy payment? But I tell you what. Zippy, he's piss yellow through and through. Why? Because he identifies that way. Yeah. This is how he, he identifies as a UAP. He's loyal. That's it. Zippy had his chance to jump like the rest of them, but he's the only idiot elected who not only refused to leave that dank warmth under Clive's armpit, but given a chance to fly and be free, he decides to nest. And the reasons, well, <laughs> it's because Ralph's a bit simple. It's because bit, being an independent yeah. is hard. I mean, look it's at loyal. David Pocock. For example, moving out of your parents' place is very scary. There's yeah. a lot of forms to fill out. <laughs> really very serious business. A move that we still don't actually know that Ralph has made in his adult life. I mean, we actually don't. He doesn't own any property. We're not for sure. And to be honest, the time when he stood in front of that flag in the doorway, mum's place. We know it was mum's place. We, so, yeah, did really, did, did smell of mum's place, didn't Does it? he have a fucking plate collection hung up on the wall? Come on, <laughs> Jesus he's always Christ. He's always collected Roald Dalton. So. I mean, it's, it's just fucking ridiculous. But the thing is, like, living up Clive's ass would feel pretty safe, especially for a guy who doesn't seem to like taking many risks. And when I say not taking risks, not meaningful risks, because he's happy to throw his dignity under the bus at any given moment. But everything else terrifies the shit out of him because he hasn't really left the womb yet. After learning about the deregistration from the Fairfax Journal, Babbitt put his thinking cap on and decided to release a statement. And here it is, and it's glorious. Oh, beautiful. The United Australia Party is looking forward to contesting the Victorian state election with a team of excellent candidates, Senator Babbitt said. While the party has elected to not remain part of the AEC fiasco between elections, it will re-register prior to the next federal election. (laughs) What does that mean? I know. It's meaningless. 
this is the best part. I love this. This is like, you know, when he puts like his boots on and he's like picking up his Lego. Because I am a senator, the party has a right to re-register at any time. And in the meantime, we will not be directed by an unelected body of public servants under the control (laughs) of government. (laughs) What? I mean, I've I've, I've read the the verdict of experts on this, and they say that you really can't re-register really quickly and still hope to keep that name. Yeah, he's a seven-year-old. That's the thing. He's an actual seven-year-old. He goes on to say, our members believe in freedom of thought, freedom of expression, and freedom of association. As a senator, I find it appalling the way the AEC acted during the last federal election. Now, if you actually read that in text, you look at it and it makes no sense. There is no substance or meaning to that paragraph, but he was proud of it. Our (laughs) members across the country have reported serious voting irregularities and the United Australia Party will not be party to it. I don't know about saying party twice on that one. So they, I know, yes, just so, so they're opting out of elections now. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, maybe you want to like audit. Do you want to recount on your own shit, bitch? Yeah. While the existing political parties seek to undermine us and spread rumors about our members, we remain loyal to the principles of our party. Wait, one of the maroons, the the criminal convictions and those sorts. Yeah, of Yeah, I feel like they're they're kind of standard. I don't think people are spreading rumors because I don't think they care about you, champ. Yeah, I mean, we're thing, petty yeah. enough to think you're funny, but like, I don't think anyone elected gives no a fuck about you, champ. You seriously, I mean, I've seen no serious profile of this guy at all in the media. just nothing. Except for that great piece in the Australian, which we referenced earlier, with the you know the single noise thing, it's just it's fantastic. <laughs> he goes on to say, this includes the freedom and rights of all Australians to express their views, no matter what they may be, and the need to put a break on the power of government that seeks to control its citizens, not for their benefit, but for the benefit of the few that the Labor and Liberal parties serve. Bro, punctuate. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. And then. And there's course. a comma or two in there, maybe a full stop. But the thing that I love about it is that he's going, you know, we want to put, put a break on the power of government. And, and here he is in the fucking parliament. You it's know, right. it's, it's, he's like a libertarian who, who wants to decrease the size of government by adding to it by one. And the best part is, is that he's trying to put a break on the power of government that seeks to control its citizens, not for their benefit, but the benefit of the few that the Labor and Liberal Party serve. I can't think of a better way to describe Clive Palmer than the few that the political (laughs) system represents as an elite who put you in your position by doing a preference deal with the Liberals and stoking anti-vax hysteria in a state that has gone completely insane due to a corrupt fucking Liberal Party system. So, look, it it goes, I remain loyal to the party, its founder, and all we stand for. To be honest... What what is the party? Its founder ambiguous <laughs> as well, and what we stand for meaningless. It doesn't exist. It doesn't, just, and you don't stand for anything but babble, you idiot. You don't exactly. know how to use a comma because you're a moron. All noise, all noise, and then there you have it. <laughs> Why was the UAP deregistered? Because I guess paying Craig Kelly to eat party pies in a fucking room alone <laughs> is like too much money for the guy who just bought a fifty million dollar jet. I mean, and look, apparently there's been a whole bunch of electoral fraud. fraud. That's no good. We don't like that. So looking forward to the investigation that finds Zip was not only duly elected and he has to go back to making 50,000. 
I'm looking forward to the investigation that finds that Zip was not duly elected after all. The entire thing was fraud. fraud. Mm. And that he has to go back to making $50,000 a year leasing rentals in Melbourne. Though apparently, despite his decent pay packet, which he fucking whinged about, he is still doing just that. Because I saw on Twitter recently, and I'm not going to source it because I didn't have time, that Babbitt Brothers are still listing properties with his mobile number on the advertisement. <laughs> no, no, no. Isn't that fucking naughty? Is that the same? Is that the same mobile number that is on his parliament? You know, that appears on his parliamentary website, parliamentary contact. As I say, look, do your own research okay. on this one. No, I didn't no, have we'll time. Have a look at that because all that is <laughs> that is that's a no-no. I saw that today on Twitter and I just thought, oof, I've got to remember that. But I also didn't remember where it came from. So sorry for the no credit for the person who dug that up. We love you at someone. But I'm just going to say here as a closer, tut, tut, zip. Mm. Because the thing is, the only problem with politicians scamming the system is when it's not you, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking babby bitch. Who's stupid? Zip is God, too stupid to be a scammer. Just so dumb. But I tell you what, you're great for content. I'm so glad you're there. Yes, I was so fantastic. upset when you got elected. But I tell you what, you are the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. Thank you, Zippy. And, th- and you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider on Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at CrunchyMoses with a K as usual. Nothing new. Please share our shit. Promote us. We need your help. Just and the Patreon is up and running, and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way. We said at the front of the show, we'll say it at the end, and that's yeah, you know, www.patreon.com backslash conditional release program, Joe. I believe that's it. I take like two days off a week to do this, and it fucking sucks. It, it bleeds me dry. I used to have money. Now I don't. Yes, I'm going to the States, but goddamn, I'm that's almost because, bankrupt. That's why you don't have money. <laughs> You need yeah. you need a bit of financial counselling from Zippy. Yeah, well, uh, if you could fucking send me to Nine Inch Nails uh, in my dreams, that'd be fine. But unfortunately, they're only touring the states, and I have an addiction. It's like meth. And if I had a meth addiction, you'd chip in. So just chip into my Nine Inch Nails addiction. It's fine. <laughs> That's a really bad way to justify it. Anyway, it we do love the grift. You know, we do love it. It's just that we're not as good at it as the cookers are. Help us. We're morally conflicted. As I just expressed, I'm not morally conflicted at all. I'm going to start a build the wall across the Murray River, crowdfund it, rip the cash off, and spend it all on treatments for psoriasis and Nine Inch Nails concerts. <laughs> and Nine Inch Nails addictions. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us that babies are kind of chewy unless you slow cook them, and even then there's a lot of gristle. Thanks, listeners. I would actually do that. I would definitely put them in a little pressure cooker and just eat. No, no, I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, I would. It's about Milk the size fed. of the... Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. See ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me!